0: on episode two of Planet Startup Stories. So to those who are new to our channel, uh, Planet Startup Stories is produced by Planet Startup, a US-based charitable nonprofit with a global footprint. And today, it's an honor to have with us here on our show, one of the movers and builders of Planet Startup. He is the Chief Legal Counsel of Planet Startup. And just a brief backgrounder, he is a Nigerian-American lawyer, and he runs his own firm, Menes Consult Firms, which is in partnership with Europe Law, a group of firms dedicated to advising and guiding foreign investors and relations in Africa. Welcome to our show, Attorney Jude Menes, Chief Legal Counsel of Planet Startup. How are you today,
1: Attorney Jude? I'm very well. Thank you. It's good to have, good to join you here. Thank you. Well, uh, thank you. As you know, I uh, am an immigrant. I have been in the US for about 30 years. Uh, For more than 20 of those years, I have practiced law. I went to school here and I've been practicing law. So, as an immigrant, I became interested in doing something back. Uh, home in Africa. Uh, I have carefully studied and looked at how different NGOs try to uh, help Africa and in my opinion I felt that the model that they use is wrong. Uh, Basically it's a model that I see as basically handing out uh, stuff to our people back home. I, I do not think that this model encourages people to work hard back home. Uh, I also think that some of the stuff that are given to our people end up uh, in corrupt hands. And uh, it's really not a good model that works and it's not sustainable. So I began to look for an organization uh, that has a different model. And I, I looked at Planet Startup when I got in contact with uh, Dr. Feinstein, the founder of Planet Startup. And I saw that what he is doing, what Planet Startup is doing is a totally different model. The model is basically to train the youths into being entrepreneurs. So it's not about giving them money or giving them anything, but equipping them with what they need to sustain themselves. So that they, uh, if, 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 for instance, somebody has a talent in doing something, then a startup will take that person, train the person in the art of being a good business person, and in the art of succeeding as a business person, and then help the person by providing some seed funding to go and do that business, and even give them the contact to be able to do it internationally so that they can connect with some international folks, have a way to sell whatever they are doing and have a way to connect with other people doing the same thing. To me, that's a sustainable model. It's not a handout. It's simply helping somebody who is already trying to help himself or herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's how and why I, I decided that yes, Uh, Planet Startup is the place to to be. This is the type of organization that actually helps Africa the way Africa needs to be helped. The way Planet Startup sets up things and the way they are doing their stuff, uh, you are basically building the people and giving them the capacity so that they would no longer need you because you, you have to be able to prop up somebody, to empower somebody to the point that they can stand on their own. I mean, that's the model that is encouraged even here in America, that model is encouraged to where we are saying, look, don't give people handouts. However, give them, find, give, help them to find a way to do for themselves. So mm-hmm. you're very right.
0: Right, and how long have you been with Planet Startup?
1: Oh, I've been with Planet Startup for about five years now. And, and we have yes, we, we have uh, we have had quite a, a journey. Uh, as you know, it, doing international stuff, it's not an easy journey. So mm-hmm. uh, I've been with them for five years, and it's been very rewarding and very uh, very good to to everybody. Uh, Planet Startup is organized based uh, solely on volunteer basis. So all of us who are involved with the organization are volunteering our resources. So now with that, you see that one of the challenges of course that you can see upfront is being able to talk to people to agree to volunteer their services, their resources, uh, their talents to support the organization. Uh, Because whereas some NGOs have like paid directors and paid uh, executives who draw fat salaries to do what they do. Uh, Planning startup simply says, look, if you are a lawyer, come and volunteer and give us, you know, do something for us. You are an accountant, come and volunteer. So that's one of the challenges on, on this side of the, of the aisle. Uh, on, on, the other, on the other side, from the, for instance, from the African side, Uh, Part of the challenge is trying to let people know that the model is changing. You see, people are used to where uh, when there is flood somewhere in Africa, uh, uh, people from from the US or from Europe will bring money and bring something and stuff like that. They are used to that. So uh, you have to re-educate them and say, look, that model yeah that model is fine when there is flood and when there is malaria and all that stuff we'll still come and help but we want to build something that we can help you with even when there is no flood so that you can prevent the flood yourselves you see what so it becomes a a challenge to re-educate the people because whereas people are already ex- expecting that You should be giving stuff to them. Now you are telling them that look, you can do it by yourself. I can train you on how to do it. Uh, So that's that's another challenge Mm -hmm. there, and that's mindset.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, that's that's good that you mentioned that because um, capacity building, it encompasses a lot of things. It's not just you know um, building their their skills, their capabilities, but also it has to have this change of mindset, uh, change of attitudes, because for one, it is not just the way I see it, it has to be collaborative. Um, People also need to take part fully, you know, um, in the initiative, in the intervention, as how we call it, um, Mm -hmm. by acknowledging that, yes, I need to be self-sufficient. Yes, yes. Uh, We need to you know like, um, develop whatever resources that we have there, here, in our area, in our community for us to survive, thrive, and have socioeconomic economic resiliency.
1: What Planet startup does is we, we have line volunteers and then we have people like myself whose job is to organize the line volunteers and make sure that, for instance, I travel to Africa every often and I go around to the countries and I speak to the country representatives. I find out what they are doing. I find out what uh, resources and what materials they need to be able to do what they can. They, they are doing better. Uh, I recall, I think two years ago, I was in Togo, West Africa, And one of the things that they complained of was that they don't have laptops. Uh, So very quickly, I spoke to uh, Dr. Feinstein and he was able to, I think he found uh, a store that has like some laptops that they they were no longer using and they donated those laptops. We took it down because the, the whole idea is to train the trainers. So what Planet Startup does is we go to a country and we select some people who are really interested in becoming trainers. Then we train them. Once we train them, all we continue to do is to supervise them and to provide them more resources to see that they do what they are doing. So uh, in in terms of what can be done to really improve, it's, it's really a matter of, trying to get more volunteers, especially Mm -hmm. from this side, trying to get more people to key into the idea that, look, uh, Africans or Asians, wherever uh, people are underdeveloped, they are now ready to do things for themselves. You know, some people over here are reluctant to volunteer or to do something because they don't believe that the people they are trying to help are ready to be helped. But when you look at the success okay. stories of Planet Startup, then you see that, yes, it is working. People are no longer keyed into the hand-down or hand-me-down uh, situation. Yes. Saying that what we want to do is to empower people to, uh, to be able to do for themselves. Well, that starts from the beginning. So from the beginning, you have to get them to know one, of course, you, you change their mindset. Then you have to get them to know that, look, the power is now in your hands. You are you are the ones doing it. So as the chief legal counsel, one of the things I do is I help them in their country to set up an organization that they can run themselves. So it's, it's not like we are that like, the planet startup folks are from here in the US telling them what to do. No, they are the ones running their organization. They are the ones proposing uh, because they're on ground there. They know what is needed Mm -hmm. in their country. They know what they need to do for their people to show up for training. They know what languages they need to speak to their people in order to understand what... So basically they'll propose to us and say, look, these are the things we need, our people will need in order to make this a success. So as the chief legal counsel, one of the first things I have to do is to to help them organize have a legal corporation or legal registration that allows them to operate in their country. that that's the number one and then help them to have leaders to know that okay these are the roles of the leaders and these are what what's expected of the leaders these are also the legal implications of being a leader because being a leader has legal implications Mm -hmm. And, and and that's part of the mindset change because when you are just giving to people They don't really feel like they have any legal obligation except to consume what you are giving them. But now when they are part of the process of generating and doing things, they begin to realize that, look, we are not just consumers. We are the producers of whatever it is. So basically whatever we produce, we have to eat ourselves. So I I think it's a whole... uh, a totally a, a different type of change. Uh, another thing I do as, pl- uh, as a legal counsel of a planning startup is also when, from time to time, we have people who volunteer and they volunteer in different capacities or they donate stuff. I have to help them and help to help, help plan a startup come together and say, okay, look, this is the best legal way to give to, because you know, there are laws uh, talk about how you give stuff to a, a nonprofit and all that stuff in the US. Right. And, and people also want to get the tax benefits. So you have to structure mm-hmm. the right way, the right legal way to make sure that they not only give, but legally they get the benefits of what they are given.
0: Right. Um, and talking about um, helping build um, entrepreneurial um, activities. Um, mm-hmm. in the different um, places and regions, say, for example, in Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, as with any other country around the world, what um, common challenges or problems do you think entrepreneurs face in you know, um, doing business there in
1: Africa? Well, the, the very first one is funding. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it. a, it's, it's a universal uh, challenge, mm-hmm. uh, and, and this is also where uh, I I think that Planet Startup is different because uh, if you look on the web, you will see uh, tons of training programs that uh, talks about we'll train you to do this, we'll train you to do fish pond, we we'll train you to. It's easy to get training you know, but if you never get the funds to actually put it into practice, it, the, the training ends up being useless. I, I have seen a lot of uh, so-called non-profit organizations. Uh, they'll say, okay, look, we'll, we'll train you, but you have to pay for it. But what we are doing is we are charging you just a minimal fee and all that stuff. Uh, the problem is after the training, you are, you are done. Uh, so funding is one key issue and one of the things that i know planet startup is working on is to have uh, a shark tank kind of scenario where we, we train people we certify them and they put together their business plans put together their feasibility and all that stuff and then we'll be able to present it to our volunteers and our people that, that like what we are doing and say, look, um, this, this young man or young lady in Africa has been trained, they can do fish pond or fish farming or they can do um, computer repair or cell phone repair but they just need like $1,000 to get started. You see, that kind of stuff to me is also uh, it, it, the motivation is there from this side because we say, okay, look, you are not just giving them $1,000, you are investing in their business. So right. for your $1,000, you end up like a 10% uh, interest in your, for your money. And, and them knowing that this money is a loan. Uh, they will work very hard to make sure that their business succeeds. Right. So, so that, mm-hmm. that's another thing we are trying to put together.
0: Providing your beneficiaries with access to capital, seed funding, um, investors. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, and, uh, exactly. that's how it exactly.
1: is. Mm-hmm. Yes. So to, to, to us, that's a more sustainable uh, program. And that's something that will keep the interest on the side of the of the person giving the money and also keep the, the, the motivation to work hard on the side of the person receiving the money.
0: That is, that is um, one good um, model of, I would call it fundraising, if you will, you know. Um, yes. Right? Because uh, yes. there are several um, ways wherein we could, of course, raise funds, um, mm-hmm. get donations um, that is like both beneficial
1: to mm-hmm. these two parties that's a good way of looking at it Um, one of the things that another thing that we we are working on now is because just like i mentioned uh on the one side is you have to train people to be able to do stuff the other side is you have to equip them with money and other stuff to to be able to whatever it is that they are trained to do they have, if it's farming, they have to be able to do that farming and they need money. Uh, but, but let's talk about what happens after the farming is done. Now you get the crops, now you have to sell them. Let's say now that I, am, I have been trained to make handbags in Africa. I have to sell the, the handbags because until I sell the handbags, I'm not really succeeding. So Planet Startup is now working on putting together a platform that will help youths all over, not just really in Africa, Mm -hmm. wherever Planet Startup is active, to be able to sell their stuff internationally. Because we we really believe that it becomes more useful if when you begin to sell outside your country, you know, if, if, if you are able to sell outside your country then the the, the the money that you are getting becomes you get more money for that and you become more useful and you even feel better satisfaction in yourself that look look at my handwork, the folks in America are using my bags. It's a bragging right for them, and it mm-hmm. keeps them going when they have that kind of stuff. So uh let's say now uh uh artists, there are a lot of uh, young people all over the world who are very good artists. They can draw something that's very good. Uh, so we have to, we'll have we be able to put it on our platform. People in America can buy stuff from Asia. They can buy stuff from Africa. They can buy stuff from South America. Uh, you know, so th- that's one of the big things we are working on. We are putting together a platform. And, and we, we call it uh, uh, being able to sell beyond borders, like right? talents right. beyond borders, you know, that's what we're trying to
0: do. I love that slogan, so an e-commerce marketplace
1: mm-hmm. where, exactly. um,
0: yes, where the people that you're helping, they're in um, Africa, um, the micro uh, businesses, micro entrepreneurs, where they can sell, um, showcase, and sell their products to the rest of the world.
1: Exactly, exactly, Because because the goal is to provide them everything they need to succeed. If you have the talent, then we will help you succeed. And helping you succeed involves not only training you and funding you; it also involves helping you find buyers, right? Providing
0: them access to market. Exactly. Uh, this is this is a very good direction um, where where Planet Startup is being like is headed at. You know. In terms of um, their upcoming uh, projects and initiatives, we also um, we know that you are a founder of African Youth Congress. Uh, can you tell us more about um, this organization and you know how it came to be?
1: Okay, uh, African Youth Congress is an organization that I founded. Uh, Basically what happened was, I I can't remember what year it was, uh, but I I had uh, a moment of experience that informed my founding this organization. I was visiting, on behalf of Planet Startup, I was visiting Uganda in East Africa. And while I was there, I I had just left uh, Ghana and Nigeria, and I went to Rwanda, and from Rwanda I went to Uganda. Now mind you, Rwanda and Uganda are separated by just 30 minutes flight. So when I got to, yes, when I got to Uganda, I saw that the youths, they were protesting against something that their government did that, uh, that they didn't like. And I talked to the youth, I said, what's going on? So they told me. And then I just remarked to myself, I just left Rwanda and I asked them, I said, how long has this been going on? How long have you guys been? They're like, oh, we've been doing this for months. We've been been protesting against the government for months. And then I observed to myself that I just left Rwanda and the folks, the youth in Rwanda had no idea of what is going on in just their neighbor. Of yeah, course, right. the ones in Ghana uh, have no idea. So I thought there should be an organization that will basically provide a borderless platform for all the youth to share information, know what is going on. Because in my view, personally, I believe that it doesn't matter where stuff is happening. If something bad is happening in Ghana, basically it's happening to all African youths because it could happen anywhere. So if, if, right. if, the, if the government is bad or maltreating the youths in one mm-hmm. African country, all the youths should know what is going on and all the youths should speak up against it. So uh, African Youth Congress was founded to uh, allow the youth to share information among each other, share experiences, uh, not only about what is going on in their country, but also what is going on among themselves. If I'm doing business, for instance, let's say now that I have a business idea, but I don't have the money to do it. If I share it among all the African youth, there may be somebody, an African youth somewhere who has the money to, to contribute, and then we can team up and become partners. You know, and I may have uh, a way to do one aspect of the business, but I don't have a way to do the other aspect. There may be somebody somewhere in another country who can, basically this is the, the we, are, we have to look at the continent as one whole, The their, their destinies are all intertwined, you know.
0: Thank you so much, Attorney Jude, Thank for you. this very ins- insightful and, I would say again, inspiring conversation.
1: Right? Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, I appreciate it.